You're listening to a BGE podcast. projects I want to get done and some amazing things that happened at the dentist office, (laughs) believe it or not. Friday, folks. My name is Chris Peltz, and it has been an an interesting week to say the least. Uh, I haven't been able to get much done in the in the workshop in and of itself. Although I, I've gotten quite a bit done and got to thinking about several things, which we'll uh, we're going to talk about. Had some. Honey-do list kind of things that uh, had to get done, and uh, it, those are never fun. <laughs> you know, when, when you're doing things around the house that have to be done, and, you know, you, you know you've got to do it, it's just, uh, it's one of those things you try to put off, I think, sometimes. But I, I got a few things done. Uh, actually had one of my daughters visiting from out of town the first half of the week, which was awesome. Got to do a little bit of running around with her and hanging out and shopping and picked up a few things for the house that we needed, as well as uh, just uh, some ideas, I guess, uh, for next project. But um, before we get to that, first of all, I want to I want to talk about just a few things that we got going on uh, here that we worked on that kept me away from the shop. Uh, one was actually switching out a door lock. Um, we had a, a I, it was, I, it wouldn't call it a smart door lock, but it was a coded entry to our house. And uh, we, I decided to change it. And I was looking for a different style, a different type, uh, a smart lock, I guess you could say. One that had various ways of, access. And I found one. I, I mean, there, you know, obviously there are several that are out there. I, I thought having the fingerprint uh, identification or reader would would be really neat. But th- those are actually seem a little bit more difficult to find. And, and when you do find them, they're a little bit more expensive. But in combination with other technologies, it... Uh, you know, sometimes just finding what you want with everything you want is not the easiest thing to do. So my daughter and I, after going to a couple of stores and looking at some of these things, we ended up at a technology store rather than like a home, uh, you know, like a home improvement store. And they had some smart locks. We went over there and 
I ask about a fingerprint ID, and the guy says, well, we don't have anything with that. And it just so happens one of the locks had a little video playing up above it, and the person walked up, touched it, and, and went in. And my daughter was looking at it when he said, there's no fingerprint ID. And I said, what about that? And and he looked at the video and, and saw what they were doing, and he's like, uh, I, I didn't know that did that. Well, after further examination, it wasn't technically a fingerprint ID. It was it was something else, which we well I'll, I can get into, I guess. But um, but it, it did have a touch feature about it, which was kind of neat. Uh, but uh, we 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 picked the one that we wanted. We get it home, and then the process begins of getting the old one off and getting all the screws undone. And and so I worked on getting that taken care of. So I got my drill out, got all the uh, bits that I, you know, figured I, I would need, you know, and the Phillips was fine. So we got, I got the old lock off and then had to figure out how to get the new one in. Cause it was completely Completely different. It's pretty cool. It's really neat on how it's all constructed. And, and not, apparently these things are all constructed differently. But the the biggest problem I would say that we run into was the plate that goes on the door frame that your deadbolt slides through when you close the door and the deadbolt locks. It goes through that plate. And that was probably the biggest thing for me to try and get changed. But but I got it done and, uh, you know, got got everything set up, got it hooked up. The, the frustrating thing is even with all of this smart technology, not everything is 100% accessible. They get, sometimes they get so close. And yet there are certain things that either don't work on the app uh, or some type of code that you need to have whether it's on the box and you got a scanner, take a picture of it, uh, or some type somewhere that you have to be able to read, and uh, and that was the case. And so uh, my wife, thankfully, when she got home, helped me get all that situated, and we got it set up. And it's pretty cool. I like it. I, I really like uh, the Smart Lock. It's actually called a Level Lock. That's the brand, I do believe, Level. Uh, and uh, it, so far, so far, so good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm I'm happy with the change that we have made uh, with uh, the security of our home and uh, getting that taken care of. So so that worked out pretty well. And there were a few other things that uh, had to get done, um, and one of them was kind of a residual from the week prior, but uh, switching out a washer and dryer and things like that. So you know, messing with water lines, messing with uh, vent hoses and 220 plugs and all the stuff that I really don't like doing. <laughs> My wife is so much better at like home improvement kind of things. Uh, but while I'm working on this stuff, all I could think about is what do I want to do when I get it back in the shop? Well, you know, what would I rather be doing than this right now? And so I decided I was going to try and make, um, you know, I, I, I think I've mentioned I want to try and make some uh, benches for the dining table that I made, but I actually got an idea in my head for a chair. And I've got some some wood out in the shop that I want to use, but 
what I thought I would do is change up. I'm actually make a chair and make the seat itself out of walnut, just like the table. But the legs in the back of the chair, I'm thinking about using a white oak. And there'd be quite a bit of contrast, I think, with the dark wood seat and the lighter wood for the legs and for the back. I think it'll look good and just kind of hopefully it'll it'll go in our area. But it, at the very least, it'll give me uh, a, a project to kind of try uh, something new and figure out how in the world you're supposed to make a chair because I, I don't... <laughs> I don't have, I've got something in my head, something that I think I can try and, and, and make, and that's what I plan on doing. And we'll see how it turns out. I'll keep you guys informed as that journey kind of goes along. And, uh, uh, but yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to try and make uh, a chair or two, or maybe more, depending on <laughs> how it turns out. And if, uh, if I can get, the, you know, uh, I, I think the seat and the legs will be, the easy part. What I'm concerned about is the back, the part you'll lean when you sit down and what you'll lean your back against. That's, hmm, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I got to figure out you know, how to make that um, and have it somewhat comfortable for folks to sit in. So uh, that, that, that's one of the things that I'm going to be working on uh, moving moving forward. I think last week I had mentioned that uh, we, Cole had came over, a friend of mine came over, and we worked on a cribbage board. And it was interesting because he came back over last Saturday, and uh, uh, I had a new template arrive. It was for a regular eighth inch instead of a quarter inch holes for this cribbage board template. And it was funny because when when Cole came over and uh, he he sat down, I gave him the template and he opened it up and the you know the directions were right there on top and he grabbed it and and he's looking at it and I just I just hear you know in his voice, huh? Well, uh, hmm. I mean, you know, all these little noises. <laughs> he's going. I'm like, what what's going on over there? And he's like, you know, last week. I probably should have read the directions on that other template. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you you probably should have. Yeah, that probably would have helped that process along. Because we worked on this cribbage board for, uh, you know, two and a half, three hours. And, and, and it wasn't going to be quite big enough we weren't going to get enough holes but we had a kind of a test piece that we were going and it it just it didn't quite work and so we got another piece cut that we were going to then use this you know the following week which was last Saturday when he would come over again and it would be big enough for the way he was doing things to get that done and he's reading this he's reading these directions and he's just just these light bulbs are coming on he's like oh man that's why the template is set up like this and i wish i'd have known that last week and i mean just on and on it was it was just funny and uh it <laughs> it just goes to show why you should you know read directions i guess but yeah you know we're guys we you know we're known for not reading the directions <laughs> But he did, and it took us a, a whole hour to make a cribbage board on Saturday. 
to get all the holes drilled, right? I mean, I still had to do some sanding and, and things like that, but from the time we got up after he read the directions and we went out to the shop, uh, you know, laying out the the template, figuring out how it was going to go, and uh, it, it, yeah, it just the it just took you know almost an hour just to drill the 361 holes that <laughs> had to be drilled for the cribbage board, and so. Uh, so we got that done. I got it sanded, and it, it really was a test piece still that we were using. It's a piece of maple, but it's got a real bad bow in it. And so I it, it, it I didn't really know what else I could do with this particular piece. And so we used it for the cribbage board and got a lot of extra room. So now my uh, my project with this cribbage board is to see if I can create a space, uh, some a groove or a kind of a cutout square where a deck of cards could set and then maybe make another little groove with a door or something that I could put the uh, pegs for the cribbage board game uh, in, to kind of hide them and uh, for for, store, for for storage uh, when we put the game away. And so uh, so that's kind of what I'm going to be working on next. Uh, again, I had some housework, household things I had to get done. I actually did a lot of cooking this past week as well. And so, um, you know, uh, that, that kind of took up quite a bit of time. So I didn't get out in the shop and yesterday was so cold. Man, we were hitting sixties, mid sixties. I mean, it was like 65 degrees on Wednesday and then Thursday, um, you know, I think we might have gotten up to 34 and then it, then it was like in 30, 31 and down in the twenties, it was just cold and windy and miserable. And I decided not to go to the shop. So just did some work in the house and, uh, um, yeah, that's kind of where, where that is at. And then thought about some projects that I want to get done, such as the chair, you know, did some more thinking about the chairs and the design of the chairs that I want to try and make. And of course, did some thinking about the, the podcast and some, uh, some things to talk about on the podcast and what we want to do. Uh, in the meantime, last week I broke a tooth. It, it wasn't really severe. It was like the, the side or the outside of a tooth kind of sheared off the side uh, of the enamel. And so, you know, didn't need a root canal or anything like that, but I'd gone to the dentist and they scheduled me for this past Wednesday to come in. They were going to create a crown. They said that they do it all in-house. They'll, um, you know, they, they, uh, do all the measurements. They, uh, make the crown and they install it all the same day, but it takes hour and a half sometimes or, or two hours. And so uh, we went Wednesday morning. I got there at eight o'clock. And trust me, there's a reason I'm telling you about this <laughs> on this particular episode of uh, uh, of the Blind Girl Experience here. Because I go in and, every, and I've talked to a few people who know I'm going to be going to the dentist and know that I have to get a crown. And they're, they're telling me, you know, they got to numb you up. They, they have to put this terrible... Uh, stuff in your mouth and make a mold. And then after they make the mold and it sets, they were saying that, no, then they're going to send it off and then they'll, you know, it, they'll make the piece and then you'll go back a couple weeks later and have the crown installed and they'll just do a temporary crown. So that's kind of what I was expecting. But I get there 
And the the doctor, uh, the dentist, he's he's like, all right, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take and I'm going to grind uh, away, you know, everything we don't want, and I'm going to create this little ledge where the crown is going to set and adhere to, and uh, and so that's that's what we're going to do first. Of course, he did numb me up, you know, so I got the all the topical numbing, you know, stuff in my. Uh, jaw and then you know the shots that he gives you to numb you up and then he does all the grinding and uh, you know drilling and or grinding I guess or wasn't any drilling just grinding away all the parts that he didn't want there and this is where it got really cool folks because he comes in he goes all right so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to take pictures they got this little probe that's going to go, you know, in, in your mouth, and we're going to take pictures all around the the area where the crown is going to go. And you're going to hear a bunch of clicks taking place. And sure enough, you know, I just click, 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 I mean, just going off, right? And so he goes, all right, so it's going to take me about three minutes, you know, and I'll sit here and talk to you while I do it, but I'm going to kind of create mold and modify the crown that we want. And, and he did it in about three minutes. He said, all right, now I'm going to go stick a block in a CNC machine. And it, you know, with the block that, you know, the, the, uh, what we've created through this imaging system, um, it says that it'll take about 13 minutes to cut. And so just sit tight, relax, and uh, I'll be back in a minute, in, you know, in a little bit with your crown and then I start hearing it as the CNC machine going and just, I mean, just, <laughs> you know, like a, almost like a printer and, and the CNC machine, CNC machine is going, I guess like a 3d laser or a 3d printer, but it's a CNC going to town, cutting away from this block of some type of, of porcelain. And, you know, about 15 minutes later, after polishing it, he comes in and he goes, now we're going to just kind of fit it because you'll have to do a little bit on the inside because he, he makes it a little bit, uh, you know, thinner on the inside, you know, so because he can, he'll, is, you know, he can take away material, but he can't add material. So, uh, you know, he starts test fitting it, you know, taking it out, pulling a little bit away. I was only there an hour. I was only in the dentist office an hour from the time I, by nine o'clock I was in my truck and we got there at eight Oh two to be precise. When we walked in the door, I checked my clock, my watch, it was eight Oh two. And at nine o'clock I was in my truck and we were pulling out of the parking lot and I had the permanent crown installed. I, and but what blew me away is the fact that here here is this technology the CNC right I mean my wife and I have the CNC machine that we're going to start working with and doing things and you know here it is in this dentist office and and he's able to do crowns not make molds and then send it off and have someone else do it but I mean all right there and this really cool technology uh, you know and what they, what it's able to accomplish is so cool. And it just really got me fired up for some of the projects that I want to do and uh, with the CNC machine and some of the images and things that I want to have it in carve out and engrave. 
uh, on some of the woodworking projects that I want to do in the future. And so uh, just it really just it just got me fired up about it. I, I really uh, I'm I'm even more excited now about what we're going to be able to do with the CNC machine than I already was. And and I was pretty excited to begin with. So uh, so I just thought that was really cool, you know, um, going and, you know, everybody thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to, you know, you'll it's going to be a long process, a week or two process before you can get the permanent thing put in. And no, no, uh-uh. not not with not with this guy and with what the technology and the mach- machines that he's got. And, uh, you know, that that was just really cool. And so I, I'm really excited to get out there and uh, get some things carved and, uh, and engraved and see what uh, what kind of things that my wife and I can do to really uh, enhance some of the woodworking projects that we have planned. So so I thought that was cool. I thought I'd share that with you and uh, you know just know that it's it's out there. It's really neat. I would like to know if there's any particular tools that you guys are interested in, if you guys got something that you're going to be um, either purchasing or what tool you use the most, or if you have something that uh, maybe I've got that you're interested in hearing about, whether it's uh, the, uh, you know, I've talked about the bandsaw quite a bit already. I know we've uh, we've dealt with some of the cordless tools that I've got. Um, haven't talked about the planer, I don't believe, or the routers uh, that I'm using, uh, or uh, and not really much with the dust collection. I mean, talked about the need for dust collection, but uh, other than you know the whole 3M sander and extractor system that I've got, I haven't really talked about the Grizzly dust extractor that's connected to both the uh, table saw and the router table. Um, but, uh, you know, I, and you know, if you want more information, even on what, uh, I've done and some kind of a review on the saw stop that I've got, I know, you know, we've mentioned it, things that, uh, we've, we've done with it, but, uh, you know, if there's something like that, that you guys are interested in, I'd be happy to, uh, to talk about that. And, uh, uh you know, just kind of keep you coming along on the on the process of these projects that we've got going on. I know on those cribbage boards, we're going to do some engraving on those as well. And so um, Michelle, with her laser engraver, my wife is going to do some uh, things or attempt to do some things on the cribbage board with the laser engraver, which is kind of neat. Um, and, uh, and, of course, as we've mentioned, uh, trying to get involved in the Springfield Area Woodworkers Guild that's starting up here in the Springfield, Missouri area, and uh, kind of my my first attempt of uh, co- uh, of a contribution uh, was kind of jumping in and getting some ideas for a logo for the group, and so I had a few ideas. I sent those off to my graphics arts designer uh, buddy in Kentucky, and kind of told him what I was looking for, what I had in my mind as far as uh, a couple logos. Uh, were concerned, and he shot me back an email a few days later, and I forwarded that on to a couple of guys in the group, and uh, we'll see, we'll see. Um, they it, it uh, they seem to be pretty pleased with the results that uh, my buddy Steve was able to put together from my description, and so uh, yeah, you know, I I just really like being involved, meeting these guys, and and uh, you know plan on learning quite a bit uh, from them as we go through this particular uh, process of setting up this woodworking group. Uh, and uh, well, 
kind of bring you along that journey as well. Folks, thanks again so much for just tuning in, listening. Uh, I've Again, I've gotten some emails. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to shoot me an email at blindgrilling at gmail.com, you can do so. Again, blindgrilling at gmail.com. And as always, remember, keep those fingers safe and cut straight.